Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, um, well, welcome to the Lower East Side. Uh, we're actually sitting in my apartment on the Lower East Side of New York, New York, and I'm sitting here with Stefan Matea, the creator, designer, writer, creative force behind Teflon Funk. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to learn it right now. Uh, Stefan, thank you so much for being on More to Come. Thanks for having me, Calvin. Um, uh, well, look, I, uh, I, I, I stumbled onto Teflon Funk just roaming around. Uh, maybe it was something in my uh, Twitter feed. I can't remember exactly, but I saw it. I saw some of the graphics. I said, what is this? Uh, first of all, I said, very hip-hop. Had a manga, you know, had a manga tip to it. Uh, you know, black New Yorkers, but really kind of represented the whole range. So started looking at your website, got the vibe of the story, and I said, I got to learn more about the Steflon Funk. So before before we talk about it, though, uh, and I and I will say this much, we were going to get to this in a minute, but uh, uh, you have called Teflon Funk yourself a love letter to the five boroughs of New York. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to get into that, but right now, tell us a little bit about yourself. It tells about you and your creators. This is this is a manga anime franchise as you conceive it, but you're 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 really kind of just getting going, right? Um, I would say it's a hybrid. Okay. And uh, I mean about myself, I'm you know, I'm just a regular guy. Okay. We I'm, yeah. I, I but love, you grew up in New York. I grew up yeah. in New York. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm originally from Jamaica, Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. I was born in you know I was born there, and then I, I used to live in Florida for a few years, like two years, and mm-hmm. I lived in Maryland, and I came back to New York when I was 16. And um, you know I, I couldn't wait to come back to New York because I was out of New York for like 10 years, and when I came back, I was just I was just so happy I was back in New York because everywhere else to me is boring. <laughs> I used to visit yeah. every summer. So where'd you grow up in New York, though? I grew up in Jamaica, Queens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Right off the UNF train. Um, mm-hmm. um, not too far from Queens Boulevard. Okay. And yeah. I know exactly where that is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, um, when I moved back to New York and I, I, I went to, to live with my dad, you know, um, he was trying to get me into an art school. But when I, I came in the middle of the year, so I wasn't able to get into the art school. So the best one was Bayside High School. They had an art program. But I wasn't able to go to the art program because I came from out of state, so I had to do all the regions. So they put me in ninth and tenth grade. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was embarrassing. But um, near the end of my uh, senior year, um, just one day, I was sitting in biology class near the end of the year, and it was like June. It was like roughly June two thousand four. I was just doodling, and I just drew a picture of this girl um, with cornrows, and then I'm like, I just thought it was mm-hmm. my notebook. I thought nothing of it. You know, actually, it was on a scrap piece of paper. And then I thought nothing of it. Um, but prior to that whole thing, um, I had met uh, uh, an associate. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't want to put his name out there. Uh-huh. Um, and he gave me, he put this, he sparked like an idea in my head, like to, I got to make my own characters. He says, my art's good, but I got to make my own characters. Like, yeah, no, I have, I've been having a hard time. And it's easier said than done. Like, I wanted my character to have substance. Like, I've been trying to make my own cartoon for years. Like, I first mm-hmm. came, I first, like, I remember when I was uh, back when I was living in Maryland when I was about 12, 13 years old. This was the seventh grade. 
I was talking to my 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 friend. I was saying, "Yo, how come they don't have any cartoons with you know any any, any black people on it? Like, I don't see, or most of these cartoons suck. Like, I don't like them." Mm-hmm. And then my friend said, "Well, if you're complaining so much about it, why don't you make your own?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, all right, I'll make my own. It'll be way better <laughs> than the other stuff." Yeah. So throughout those years, I just kept trying to make my own cartoon series. I had this crazy concept. I didn't tell you about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna make uh, this thing called Wu Tang Gang. Yeah, all right. Yeah, they yeah. were like it was like the whole Wu Tang Clan was killed off. Okay, and they were like the descendants. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were like the last descendants of the Wu Tang Clan. It was like three of them. Huh. Yeah, I kind of, but I kind of bit off, of, I kind of bit off of a couple yeah. of people, but um, well, I, you know, at the time from like anime. And stuff like when that. When did you come into this? The narrative, the story around around these Teflon? characters. Yeah, around Teflon. Teflon Funk. Well, it started with a drawing, mm-hmm. right? And after I graduated high school, like, you know, I had that scrap piece of paper. Yeah. Um, I redrew her again. Uh-huh. And this time it was a lot more cleaner and more, you know, mm-hmm. nice and clean. And then all, it was like a Saturday. It was on a Saturday afternoon. It was Saturday afternoon in June. And I drew a picture of her and I just started typing. I didn't write it. Uh-huh. I typed on the computer. Okay. On my, on my computer. I used to share my bedroom, uh-huh. um, bedroom with my sister, my older uh-huh. sister. So she was out working, whatever, you know, I didn't have a job, so I'm just, I already graduated. So I just started writing a story, <laughs> okay. and I just started writing a story about a girl. I was like, once there's this girl from, you know, she meets somebody that, that changes her life, and, you know, this is going to happen. It was, the story was a lot different back then, mm-hmm. but the concept remains the same. Like, the first two characters, first character was Inez, the second character mm-hmm. was Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, Cameron and Giselle came way down the okay. line. They came, I would say, about six years down the line, but... The basis of the story, uh, Cameron and I'm sorry, uh, Gabriel and Inez, that was always mm-hmm. that main foundation where yeah. it was built. Like we introduced Inez, and then Gabriel comes in, then mm-hmm. every you know one yeah. thing leads to the next, so on and so forth. Uh, the story was drastically different. If I say it now, it's gonna it's kind of it might spoil the yeah yeah. Well, don't, yeah. Tell, well, don't tell you what. Then tell us what the story is now. Tell us what Teflon's book is now. I mean, I don't necessarily want you to give spoilers away. No, no, no. But, but what, give us this, the plot. The well, roughly. Yeah, know. the rough summary I would say is, uh, you know, there's a girl who lives out in Queensbridge. Uh-huh. And she meets In the somebody, projects there. Right, yeah. in the projects. She li- and um, she meets somebody that changes her life both for better or for worse. Yeah, Teflon okay. Teflon means to be strong and stand out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a title for it when I first came up with the concept. Mm-hmm. It took me about a year to have a, to come up with the concept mm-hmm. and the name. But um, how the reason why I chose Queensbridge was because at the time I was writing it, I was in a lot of Illmatic. I had yeah. just got onto Illmatic. Yes, the Nas, right. the Nas album, the Al- Nas right. acclaimed album, <laughs> I- iconic album. But that's the thing. Like when I was a kid, when I was with my mom, I was only listening to hip hop. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That, that's right. I, when I went to live with my dad, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna give me, some, I'm gonna get myself some hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so you know, I got, I got a whole bunch of my sister, you know, being. Yeah. She had BMG, so mm-hmm. my sister said, "Okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have this free, the twelve CDs." She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take ten CDs. You can have two for yourself." Okay. I was like, "So the two CDs? I was seventeen years old. The two CDs I got was uh, Onyx, um, back mm-hmm. the f up, mm-hmm. and uh, Illmatic." <laughs> okay, all right. I was more excited for Onyx. I'm not a. I'm not a. I know the the heroes of hip hop. I'm not a. I'm not a hip, as knowledgeable a hip hop. I'm a little bit older, and I have to get, do a little catch up. But I know the ones that you're talking about here because they're so lines. famous, right? Because they're so slam. famous, right? Right. Yeah. But um, ironically, I was more excited about um, I was more excited about um, the Onyx album 
And, um, you know, I knew about Nas, but I never heard of Nas until, like, when mm-hmm. the second came, album came out when, you know, it was... Re- I thought that was his first album. Because remember, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. allowed to listen to hip-hop as a kid. My ah, mom, interesting. My, I have a Haitian, you know, I'm Haitian, I have a Haitian background. Both my uh-huh. parents are from Haiti. Ah. So my mom was very strict on that. So... Oh, so they was they a little dubious about yeah, hip-hop. Yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah, she didn't like... My dad didn't care. My mom... <laughs> Just like, yeah, oh, you're doing crazy that. music, yeah. So that's, right. So I found out about <laughs> yeah, Nas when I was like, like actually, it was 20 years ago when I was 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was, uh, I, I always I always loved I always loved him because he's from Queensbridge, always repping Queens. Right, I love right. that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm in Maryland. I'm like, yeah, Queens, yeah. you know. So it always got me excited. So I listened to Illmatic, and it, I mean, I heard so many good things about it. I was like, oh, that's his first album? I didn't know that. And then yeah. it just, when I was, it blew me away. Yeah. It just blew my mind. Like I said, this is incredible. And I saw the music videos for the for the for the album, like when you did One Love. One Love's one of my favorite mm-hmm. music videos of all time. So is the uh, The World Is Yours because I like how in One Love he the video like the way the music video goes, it plays out word for word from his lyrics. Like mm-hmm. I never seen anything like that in a music video before in my life. So yeah. that blew my mind. And when I was trying to think of a location where I was gonna I wanted to be New York City, definitely. But I was trying to think of where at first I was gonna make it bed for Stuyvesant. Because um, I had a huge influence by Biggie. Because I listened to uh-huh. Ready to Die before I listened to um, Illmatic. But Illmatic was just so... I, I love Illmatic more. It's not from mm-hmm. my queen. I'm not biased. I love Biggie. I love yeah. Nas. I love, you know, I love all those. But it had a bigger impact on me. Especially at the time where I was in my life. You know, I was lost. I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to Illmatic, it was like he taught me just be, be humble and just be happy with your, with your, with your humble beginnings and... You know, always strive for better. That's the mm-hmm. that's the message that I always got. Yeah. So, and I still stay, I still stay true to that to this day. You know, I I, I work hard, and I play hard. <laughs> so well, let me ask you this: because okay, so you've given us a little background here, but your role in this, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you're the central force. You 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 conceived it, but you're a designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done the, you've written the script, and you have the conception to build this thing into what right. you know what you were saying. Right. I mean, it's. It's got these individual parts, but you really see it in a broad way. Can you can you talk about that? Uh, the, the, being a designer and a writer, how, how did this all come together? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'm a designer. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I do it all. And man. you write it? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. A, I'm, a web, I'm now a web designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to learn because... Uh, Is that part of your day job, too? No, it's, no? Not. Uh, it's not my day job. Oh, okay. I had to teach myself. Because someone was working on the website for me, and he flaked on me. Uh-huh. Even though I paid him, so uh-huh. he, I had no choice. I had to learn on my own. So every night I would come home from my job. I would get home like around eleven. I hop on my computer like eleven thirty, and I'd go on YouTube and I just study how yeah. to do web development. Very for, cool. From like eleven to nine a.m. in the morning for two months straight. Huh. So everybody's in the club getting turned up in the summertime. I'm sitting at home just trying to figure out web design and there are some nights where I would just mess up so bad that I would lose everything all my progress and I had to start over oh and yeah. yeah so um, the first website yeah. you saw when I had the yeah, first yeah. website yeah, that but was it, a result of that right right yeah right. which I like that I mean I but like I had help I did have help at oh, the very yeah. end alright I had some coding though but it was yeah, nothing yeah. too big just like because you know I don't, I don't know coding as well I, I know I know a little bit of coding because, like I said, I'm self-taught. Mm. But the second design of the website, the one it is currently now, yeah, I did that from the ground mm. up. But I have a friend of mine that does help me with the yeah. coding, like the, the real yeah. coding stuff. But it's mostly just mm. little tweaks here and there, mm. nothing crazy. Yeah. But I would say I do about ninety percent of the yeah. web, no, ninety-five yeah. percent of the website. So, I mean, you want to tell us a little bit more about the plot? Can you say a little bit more? Well, I would say you know. Ina is, is your typical 14-year-old mm-hmm. New Yorker. And that's the thing. Like, I've never seen a cartoon really illustrate 
uh, an animated series really illustrated a girl from New York. Like, mm-hmm. the attitude, the, the, the freshness, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, there are a lot of girls that are very shy and, you know, yeah. you know teenagers, but trust me, they got attitude. I'm mm-hmm. saying that from experience. Yes, yeah. Know, I, well, I Inez definitely has attitude. Absolutely. <laughs> Inez, Inez. Inez, Inez excuse me. <laughs> Not only where everyone gets Inez. Inez. Inez has a, she has a, yeah, she has a very, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, when you see her, she looks so timid and so, so, you know, so vulnerable. But she she bites back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the people who read the first issue, you see, yeah. she she bites back. So people, yeah. I guess people were, I think that's why people liked it so much because I guess they weren't expecting her to yeah. be so snappy. Yeah, right. So right. snappy and so you know, she's, she's like, got she, mouth. She's got a sailor mouth. Yeah, yeah she does. Um, do you want to talk about? I, I don't know what it's too much to give no, away. Keep asking because there's I'll, you know, I'll, I'll I mean, there's a situation possible. in the book that uh, it's it's like a drug dealing situation, and yes. and and the characters are trying to navigate through that, mm-hmm. but they're going to learn later on that it's something bigger. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we don't have to go into the bigger, but the narrative that they see, they'll probably rec- you know they might recognize the narrative because it's kind of like this tough. New York drug dealing situation. And that's the thing, like, you know, I know some people were like, oh, I thought this was going to be different. This is a typical, you know, you know, black, you know, hood story or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's not. It just comes it. off yeah. like that. Yeah. There's more to it than that. Yeah. And I think people who have read the second issue, they they see there's more to it than that. Yeah. It, yeah. it reveals it. Like, yeah. like, wait a minute, this isn't just some typical, you know, girl, drug lord type yeah. thing. No, it's, it's very it's different. different. It's very deep. It's very deep. Well, you know what? Gonna... It's a good point. Let's just go. Let's because the the story has four major characters. There's four characters. Yes, yes. It, that, there's others, obviously, but there's these are the the ones that everything seems to revolve around. Put it this way: they're all connected. Yes, I don't. That, absolutely. All so connected. let's just so we we we've talked about Inez, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we we see her in. The first mini comic. We're going to talk about the mini comics because you 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 released two mini comics, part mm-hmm. one and part two. Yes, they kind of give you the background a little bit on this the broader story, but really on two really key characters. The first one is is Inez, and we meet her, and we also meet Gabriel. Yes, yes, Gabriel. who's a kid. So let's talk about Gabriel. <laughs> you know. Uh... I kind of tricked people when I was promoting it before uh-huh. I had the first comic out. People see a lot of pictures of Gabriel. I think he's yeah. the main character. I mean, he's yeah. on the logo. He's, he's on the logos. He's, he's got a, no, there's great merchandise too. But no, we'll talk about right, that. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, the thing about Gabriel is that uh, and Inez, I get they 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 they, they mistake them for like they think Gabriel's like an older Huey from Boondocks. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not the creator. Because he got a big pro, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what it is though. Um, it used to really get me upset, but. To be honest, I was getting comparisons to Boondocks for years. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I came up with something I fought in 2004. Boondocks came out in 2005 yeah. on Adult Swim. But the comic has been around since 96. Yes, yes. But I found out about it in 98 when, yeah. it, when it was on the Sunday paper. Yeah. But I would say, um, and Inez, they think, he's, they think she's Riley. Yeah, well, it's not... But Folks, it is, this is not it's Boondocks. Not Boondocks. Just, just there leave that no alone. No relations. It's not Boondocks. It is its own thing. There's no relations to the yeah. Boondocks. Yes, it I know some its... guys from who work on yeah, the Boondocks, yeah, yeah. but yeah, and then maybe there's some superficial thing that right. you decide to. They're, but they're it has the nothing. World. This has nothing to do with Boondocks. Yeah, David it's doesn't like thing. that. David yeah. doesn't like <laughs> that. Well, and we're going to talk about David. Right, too. right, right. So Gabriel, who is a key character. Mm-hmm. And mysterious. Yes, he's very mysterious. You know, but he doesn't I, I, like. I think they're all mysterious. They're all mysterious. <laughs> but but Gabriel, he's got. He there's more that. to him. Well, there's more to everybody, really. Than right, we right, see it first. Right, right, right. But he, he, his first meeting with Inez is 
I mean, he's kind of telling her, hey, hey she needs to be careful. Mm-hmm. You know, stay out of the business. Stay out of this the the the, the particular drug business right. that she's thinking of getting in because she wants to get out of. She wants to get out of Queens. She, she wants to get out of the project. She wants, she wants to run away. She wants to make some quick bank and get out of. But it's short sighted. We yeah. all know that. Yes. Yeah. I knew a lot of girls that would do that when yeah. I was growing up, and, and you know, they they just want to run away and they have no idea where, like, really where are you yeah. going, yeah. like, you know, and that's a lot. That's how a lot of these teenagers think. And you know, I have a little sister. She's she's about the same age as me. She's sixteen. Yeah. And you know, their their thoughts are short sighted. She's very smart, yeah. but yeah. you know, they're short sighted. Their thoughts are very short sighted. And the thing with Gabriel is that Gabriel's kind of like a surrogate brother to her. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just tell from the beginning that mm-hmm. you know, hey, don't. Oh, watch out! Don't you don't want to mess with this guy? Don't yeah. do that! Don't do that! Yeah, and she's like, "Who are you?" Like, don't tell me. Yeah, she's like saying, "Right, right, right, right. Get, out, get away from get me! Get out of me! Yeah, get out of yeah, here! You don't know, tell me. me alone. You're who not the you? boss of me. And that's what most New Yorkers are. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that's like, what they you know, don't who are. Wait, wait, wait! Like, like, hey, how are you? And like, me, I'm the type of person. When someone comes to me, like, yeah, he's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" I was like, "Who are you?" Yeah, right. Like, I don't say, I don't like a shake your hand back. Like, like, who are you? I don't like. Where you? Do I know? Do I know you from somewhere? Like. That's just how we are. Yeah. We're jumpy like that. We yeah. like that's just. Yeah, we're not wary. You know, we say like, paranoid, you know, but we know better. Like, it's, okay, it's so that because that's Inez Gabriel. Book two, the, the or, or mini comics part two mm-hmm. of the mini comics. That's Gazelle on the on Giselle. Because yes. yes. I'm mangling all these names. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Worry. That's Giselle, Giselle on the cover. Giselle Rodriguez. Yeah, Giselle Rodriguez. Now, can you what can you tell us about Giselle? Well. She's she looks dangerous. She's yeah, she is dangerous, but she's very she's she probably has a bigger heart, the biggest heart out of all mm-hmm. the four characters. She's very emotional, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it shows off in the in, I mean from the from this from chapter two, and um, the thing about her is that you know I figured that the best way like to do the next chapter was to like show a whole different side instead of just continuing where we left off it's like you know let's go to the yeah. side a little bit you know yeah, let's, yeah. let's see what happened the previous night before yeah. the their encounter and so pretty much it's kind of like a prelude of how yeah. everything happened yeah. so it pretty much kind of starts with her yeah because she sees something and that's where the whole you know wait a minute this isn't a hood story like she has some type of you know yeah she has some type of but like once again it still has that Right. Context because mm-hmm. and when we see her, she's like counting money. And yeah, like she's counting guns money. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. She's a bartender. She's like she's, she's like confronting these guys. <laughs> They're like, but you know, yeah, uh, it's like an extreme situation. But she's in charge, right? And, and she controls it, it. It's just so funny because you go from like we go from like these two students, mm-hmm. you know, who go to the same high school, right. to bickering with each other, right? And then that's Gabriel and that's Inez. Gabriel and Inez, mm-hmm. and then at the end of chapter one. You see a you know this one cop after this yeah. one teenager and like what the hell did yeah you know what's going on like what what happened between you know so we got yeah but go on we got to talk right, about right. that too but go on. yeah 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 we're good that's a good one actually <laughs> <laughs> but um and then we, and then we just plop over yeah. to the other side of town in Washington Heights okay where we meet Giselle you're right who's a bartender and kind of like a muscle she's like a bartender slash bouncer you can yeah, say right, I mean, you saw right. what you know. Right, right. I don't want to give up too much, but you know. Yeah, I just I want to just describe what yes. the characters do, but I don't yes. want to go into the, yes. the narrative. But I well, but. I think the thing about this, I think all the characters, everyone's gonna love them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I right now from what I've seen, everyone loves Giselle. Yes, yeah. yeah, because she's very she's very strong, and she's very she she's focused. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'd say that she's very focused, and oh, yeah. 
you know. But our introduction to her is action packed. Right, say right, that. right, right. And the funny thing about her is that she was an afterthought. Ah. It was yeah, she was uh-huh. really an afterthought. I was gonna have her in, like honestly, I was gonna have her in the story like way down the mm-hmm. line a couple years ago, and um, it was just gonna be about Inez, Gabriel, and Cameron, and you know, I told someone about the you know Giselle, and they're like, tell me more about Giselle. Yeah, tell mm-hmm. me more. It's like yeah. oh, he needs. Someone's like, I think you should make her like, I think you should make her another character in the story. I'm like, I don't know, man. Four is a little too much because me, I'm the type of person like, for me personally, like mm-hmm. from. My personal taste, or what I've witnessed, is that I think for good storytelling and good writing, no, great storytelling, not good, we're trying to be great, great storytelling and great writing, like, you shouldn't have too many characters, mm-hmm. because okay. you're going to confuse yourself, and mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people, like, creators yeah. do that, and I think when you have, I think two to four, honestly, mm-hmm. five is maybe pushing it, because... You could do you could do a lot. I mean, I I think I have so much space I could do with these characters. There's so many things I like, yeah. you know. There's so many things I could do with these characters, and uh, I was very hesitant. I didn't want to add a, for, a, a fourth character, but I was like, you know what? Why not? Yeah, you got to. Well, have... I think you've got an incredible ensemble. These four here. Right, right. I mean, right. we're just seeing the beginnings of it now, but the way you use them in all in the stories we've seen so far mm-hmm. and also how you use it in your social media and your graphics yes yes it seems yes. to work really well there's just enough characters to keep you just, just wondering about just like taste. how they fit into the story right just a taste just yeah. just a taste like all the stuff i post online and you know they're all it's all has to do with the story in in one way or, or another or just what influenced me yeah. you know okay now we're going to jump to the fourth character we've talked about Inez, we talked about uh, Gabriel, we talked about Giselle, and now we're going to talk about Cameron Phoenix. Cameron Phoenix. She's a cop. Yeah, she is. She's a how cop. does she fit into this narrative? <laughs> she's an undercover cop. Uh-huh. And she's investigating. Uh, well, I don't want to get yeah. that out. You're investigating she's, something. She's, she's investigating something, <laughs> and that's within the vicinity of where Inez lives. Yeah. Yeah, right. So we know where this might be going, right. or uh-huh. this can go, right? Yeah, exactly. So the thing with Cameron is that uh, that's another strong character, and you know, with her, she, she, yeah, don't get her on the bad side. She, yeah. she, she can black out. <laughs> yeah, she really can. And and the reason why I kind of made her hair like that with the with the mohawk. Yeah, I did the mohawk to kind of like she's on fire, like she's steaming. Uh-huh. She's just blinded with anger. She's mm-hmm. really angry with what had happened to her or whatever. Well, you guys don't know yet, obviously. Yeah, but, but it's supposed to represent, like, you know, kind of like when you see a... When you say, oh, you know, they have, like, the... Like, the, you know, the... I've seen, like, on a movie, like, a Four Horsemen type of character, like, riding... Well, no, Apollo. Uh-huh, know, okay, yeah. That's riding the chariots with yeah. the horses and they're on fire. Sure, sure. So it's kind of like she's, like, that horse with the mane... Yeah, with the mane flowing fire, back. Right. Yeah, all right. It's supposed to represent, like, her... her She's and actually has like see right here this picture from the, the sample you see mm-hmm. it's like you know she got the rage and then yeah, she yeah. Got the hair like yeah so she's like, like a, yeah she's a she's fire happy mane. right, right. <laughs> but I, but but don't get it like don't get it twisted yeah. like she's not like a she's not like an angry black female character I don't want people to think mm-hmm. that she's just um she's um she she wants to just she wants answers and she's gonna find it mm-hmm. one way or another like whether you know well that's another interesting thing about this project here I mean you mm-hmm. got your Four principal characters, three of them are like women, and they're all really distinct uh, 
That's good. Too. Yeah. yeah, their ethnicity. The That's the other thing of reflecting New York because they're they're Black Americans, but they're also Latina. You know, they're yeah, they're, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, and like uh, you know, Inez is is half Black, half White. Mm-hmm. Someone thought she was half Asian actually, yeah. because uh, I guess because of her chinky yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, she's half Black, half White. She's actually loosely based off of my cousin. Uh-huh. That's okay. where I got the basis from. Uh-huh. She's loosely based on my older cousin. Because um, she's biracial, she's yeah. Haitian and Turkish. Ah, okay. And um, as far you know, Cameron is she's you know she's black from the Bronx. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, Giselle, she's Dominican. Oh, like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I she's Afro Latina. Yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, mm-hmm. That actually happened by mistake. Not not that I said I didn't want it to happen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It just like fell into the whole thing. Like right. I always I was gonna like I was I always wanted to have a, a, a Latina on the on the story, but. Um, it just ended up shaping into an Afro Latino because it was mostly actually it's kind of David who actually uh, did that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we got we have to talk about David too. Right, but, right, right, right. But before we go any further, I want you to I want to hear what is your ambitions for this series? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to take over the world. <laughs> okay. Let's, well, I'm, I'm, you got to break down the, it into its parts. What are you going to do? I mean, well, I, I know there's a book. There's a book right, I right, want to hear that. Like, what, what are the parts of this world domination? Tour? Right. Well, yeah. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's world domination. Thank you. Thank you. That's all right. The, That's all right. We blanks. like big ideas. No, you have to be big because it's like you big, go yeah. big or go home. That's yeah. how it is in New York. And with that whole thing, it's like it started with me, you know, almost 12 years ago. You know, 18 years old. I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. Mm-hmm. But... When I came up with the story and the first person I showed it to, they liked it. It just, I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I could do something with this. Yeah. You know, and I'm just happy that, you know, the team gets getting bigger, like, on a, on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And I'm just overwhelmed with all the, you know, all the, all the, the love I'm getting with, you know, the love the characters are getting. I'm just so mm-hmm. happy because, you know, all the stuff you guys are seeing. Mm-hmm. This is all that all this stuff was in my head when I was 18 years old, mm-hmm. and you know, for a long time I was doing everything by myself. I was yeah. drawing the whole thing by myself. Yeah. I was designing the whole thing by myself. Mm-hmm. I was writing the whole thing. I'm still writing the whole thing by myself. Yeah. But uh, David does give me some pointers, and I'm glad that David loves the story because um, David's very cynical. Mm-hmm. Me and David are a lot alike. Yeah. All right, look, let's cynical. talk about David. David, David Taco. Let's talk about your your part as the illustrator because yes. you're working with. Yes. Two illustrators, one a, a background illustrator, a background illustrator, and then the principal and the illustrator, main illustrator, right? Yeah. Um, and that's David Taco. Those are my two buddies, David Taco and Nicholas Safe. They they live in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, I found David. I found David online. Uh huh. I found him on a website called Behance dot com mm-hmm. about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was searching for another artist to collect to help me to help me with Teflon Funk. Um, you know, I work full time, so I can't focus all my time on it, you know, and I need some, I need, I, I realized that, like, I had to realize, you, I need help, like, yeah, I need help. I, I had to yeah. come to, come to, <laughs> come to that as like, oh, come to terms with that, yeah, I need help. Because mm-hmm. what you're trying to do, Stefan, is too big. You mm-hmm. need some help, please, you know, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. So, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to get some help, I'm going to get the right help. Right. And then, actually, at the time, when I first contacted him, I was looking for an animator. Because, mm-hmm. um... And his file said he was doing animation. Because yeah. that was your original deal. Yeah. It was really animation. It was always animation. The book part came later. The huh? comic came... Well, I'll, I'll explain that after. Yeah, yeah. But 
it was always supposed to be an animation. I always wanted to make it well an anime. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people say, "Oh, you can't make anime because I'm, you know, I'm American." Or right. Yeah, that, yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. That's not. Yeah. It doesn't matter who. It, it, it's like saying, uh, 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 "Oh, this isn't a pizza because you know this was made by a Chinese guy." No, it's still pizza. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter the person who is preparing it. It matters the origin of where it came from. Sure. And if the person yeah. is able to emulate that the same way that from the originators, it doesn't make them a copycat. That's when you're just flat out copying somebody when it comes to mm-hmm. like you know the exact same and taking credit for it. That's different. Mm-hmm. But you know, anyway, back to what I was saying. So yes. <laughs> yeah, with, right. with David, I had I, I was trying to do animation, <laughs> so I was looking for an animator at the time, and then I hit him up and say, "Hey, do you do animation?" He's like, "Oh no, I don't. I don't do animation." I was like, "Okay, thank you." Uh, so you were just like, "Okay, you know what I want, right?" Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> that was it. But then a couple months later, when I decided uh, I was I, I need to do. I wanted to, I need to do a comic. Um, I was like, you know what? I remember, oh, I remember that guy hit up on Behance a couple months ago. This was like about, I would say about s- almost like six months later, yeah. like four, four or five months later. And then I hit him up and I was like, hey, you know, you'd like to work on some, on my story with me? And he goes, okay, what is it about? And then mm-hmm. I gave him a rough idea, you know. Um, He's as influenced by hip hop as you are, it seems to me. Is he? <sighs> They're like in Paris. They love hip hop. I know. There's, yeah, that's my point. There's more graffiti in Paris. Yeah, there's a lot of graffiti. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, they you know, love, this. Yeah, these, the old school. These French, most of these French dudes. They're really. I mean, they embrace the material. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah, yeah. they get it. They have. They, you guys got the same sensibility. They know, they know their shit. Yeah, yeah. They know their stuff. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's okay. It's a podcast. We can say. Okay, cool. We can go a little further. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm still gonna try to keep it. Yeah, right. right. That's all right. That's but um. You know, uh, 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 with David, I hit him up and said, "Hey, you want to work on my project with me? You want mm-hmm. to work on something yeah. with me?" He goes, "Yeah." And I showed him the link at the time I only had a Facebook page. Yeah, I, I had the website, but it wasn't up; like it was just a template, and yeah. you know, it was just there. I just had it for the have the domain name, and he's like, "Sure, what is it about?" And I was like, "Hey, you know, you know, you, you, know, you get compensated for it, da 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 da. You know, not gonna, you know, that's another piece of advice. If you want people to work for you on your team, whether it's your friend or it's your family." You need to compensate them for their time and effort. Well, thank you. That's that's true, and that's a that's a big thing now in the indie comics world too. Is no. that you know people need to get paid. Yeah, people need to get paid. Yeah, just like how people ask me to do something for them. Mm-hmm. If you're good at something, never do it for free. There you go. The Joker said that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Night. But it's true. Like, but that's what helped. That's all. That's kind of what helped me and David's friendship blossom because the minute he would finish something for me. I pay him right away. Paid right away because when I was asking for it, I'd already have the money right. to you know compensate him for it, and that's my buddy right there. Right. But at the end of the day, you got it. You still got to deliver. That's my uh, buddy. Yeah. He's my yeah. friend. That's that's. So why you wouldn't want to stiff him? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to stiff him. No, yeah. I'm not. I don't care if he's my cousin or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm still if you if you put in the work, you put in the effort, you're going to get paid. You're going to get compensated yeah. for your work. As so, a third artist. Nicholas. Third artist, Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas came at the Nicholas just came last year actually. Uh huh. Um, so he just does backgrounds. He does the background. He's a graffiti artist. Yeah, actually. yeah. Uh, okay. He's a graffiti artist, and um, uh. I met him through David because when David yeah. um when David decided to help work on a comic, he uh you know um he needed help with the backgrounds. And uh-huh. He said, "Yo, I have my friend. He can help with the backgrounds." He said he he wants he wants to be on a project. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. If you mean if okay. he wants to join, you I mean if you got the skills. Why not? Yeah. And, you know, he does a phenomenal job on the backgrounds. And, you know, you know, I was out in Paris back in uh, October 
like right after Comic Con, right after uh, New York Comic Con, and you know we linked up, we were talking and stuff like that, and then um, you know we all have the same mindset. I think that's what helps. Mm-hmm. Like our our our, our tastes are, are very similar, our influences are very similar. So it, it, it's, it's it's good to it just feels great to know that there's someone out there who thinks the same way that I do and is into mm-hmm. the same stuff that I. What are some of your influences? <sighs> what isn't? Just, yeah, just give us some random. I would say, uh, you know, just so we have a note. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, just the I would say the mainstays like uh, Hayao Miyazaki, mm-hmm. Akira okay. Toriyama. Sure, sure. Um, one you of mentioned my... the hip hop already, so we know right, right, we know right, the hip hop right, 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 right. thing. But but yeah, but but. But manga and anime are really important to what you're doing. Absolutely, as well. absolutely. You know, um, I, I used to dibble and dabble in manga anime you mm-hmm. know, as a kid, but I'm, I'm like now, you know, I, I kind of fell into this by accident. This whole comics thing, it, it wasn't intentional. That wasn't intended. No, mm-hmm. it was always animation. So, um, you know, I, I try my best to learn as much as I can. Even though someone told me that I don't really, I don't really have to do that, but I think it's it's just out of respect and just yeah. just, just getting a better idea and becoming a better writer that helps me, you know, get. An idea of what makes good storytelling, what makes good plots. Sure, you know, just just get, just do my homework pretty sure. much. So, uh, as far as my influence, like I said, Hayao Miyazaki, um, um, Akira Toriyama, um, Bangus. He was an artist at Cap. He's mm. an artist at Capcom. He did a oh, lot. Of, okay. yeah, he, I, he did some. He did some of the most incredible art for Street Fighter. Oh, okay. He did yeah, Street Fighter. Okay, Marvel cool. versus Capcom. Like, cool. Sure. He's one of my favorite artists. Um, Cool. Oh, I can't think off the top of my head. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like drawing a blank. That's good. No, that's good. Um, Satoshi Khan. Um, yeah, you, that's you, both me and David. Oh, we love. Yeah, yeah. Guy. So yeah. you guys, yeah, yeah. No, you, you give it. That's a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So excuse me. I'm going to jump around a little bit because we run out of time. I want to make sure we touch on uh, certain topics. One of the things I want to talk about is are the the two mini comics that you put out. Um, uh, just how do they function for you? I mean, they. I think it's good because it lets people right. have a notion of what the story is right, and where they're going. Right. Well, to let the, to, to set the record straight, like um, this was supposed to be a book, mm-hmm. uh, a graphic novel book yeah. slash manga book, whatever. And you know, I didn't format it to be single comics, but um, you know, we ran into some issues last year, and it kind of like got held back. So I had to buy some time. <laughs> so I put out the first issue. You know, for free. Uh, actually, my, uh, my my friend Anthony Piper uh, told me to do that. Shout mm-hmm. out to Anthony, truly. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, this is another great series, another, too. Well, another great get him series. on the right, podcast right, one right, of these right, days. Right. Yeah. Um, he said, yo, just put it out for free. I'm like, all right, I'll put it out for free. So that bought me some time. But then, like, I put it out for free. Like, oh, I love it. When's the next chapter coming out? I was like, no, the book is going to come out when, <laughs> when the book is finished. This this was just a little taste. A little taste, but it's a book. good taste. Yeah, it was a good taste. That's what, <laughs> that was the intention. That's how that's how I, that's how I we put it together. Yeah. And they just, you know, they wanted more. And they kept, like, asking me. I'm like, there's no second issue coming out. This, the rest of the book is coming out. Yeah. You're going to have to wait till October because I did a Kickstarter yeah, campaign right. for it. We're going to talk about that, too. Twenty Raised $22,000 on Kickstarter to yes, publish the yes, book. Yes, yes. But there's a part two. Part two uh, the Kickstarter? Uh, the, of, no, of the um, of the of the uh, mini comics. Yeah, the, there is the, a part the, two the, now. Yeah. Yes, there is now. It wasn't maybe you wasn't planning on doing it at the I time. Wasn't on doing but, part two. You know, yeah. you have another one. I wasn't planning. Oh, and by the way, um, people who are wondering where I got the name Teflon Funk from. Ah. Um, I was 19 years old. I was on my way to work one day. I was on the bus. Um, I was on a Q4 actually, heading over to work. I was on Linden Boulevard. I was listening to Ready to Die. Um, 
my favorite song on the album one of my favorite songs is Machine Gun Funk mm-hmm. and there's another track the title track of the album right, this track called Ready to Die and there's a lyric that Biggie says he says um, that stuck with me he says Teflon is the material for the imperial and I said wait a minute Teflon Machine Gun Funk I always like the title of the of sure, Machine sure, Gun sure. Funk sure sure Teflon Machine Gun Funk Teflon <gasps> Oh, Teflon Funk. Yeah. <laughs> then as soon as I got to work, I was, because my friend, I had, my coworkers knew about what I was trying yeah, to yeah. do with the whole thing. I, I didn't have a title. And I was like, you guys, you guys, you guys, guess what, guess what? I'm like, jittery, yeah, you're like, dirt. <laughs> yo, I thought of the most dopest name ever for my cartoon. I was like, okay, let me hear it. Teflon Funk. And then my friend was like, Wow, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. There, there you go. There you go. That's how I got came up with the name for people who were wondering. Where well, I when I heard it too, I said, what is this? Yeah, shout out to Biggie. Rest yeah, there you go. There you go. That, <laughs> Thanks so much. It. Well, these two mini comics, uh, and I, we've mentioned them before, but they go, I, I think it's great that you're doing them. I think it's great because... I mean, when you go to the site teflonfunk.com, yes, I mean, with a ph. There's all yes, with a ph. Excuse me. Mm, uh, you, so you, you. I mean, you're these graphics, and that's what attracted me. I saw David's drawings. They mm-hmm. were really cool. They really kind of captured right, this right, sense. Right. They're very fluid. He's really got a very great. Bright. He's really got a great sense of style. Yes, he and does. He, and he, I think he kind of captures that New York vibe, even though he lives in Paris. And that's the, <laughs> that's the you know that's the crazy thing about it with David, like. It is not well known. Like it just, it, it hurts me, man. Really well, does. well, you guys are working it on getting really that does. done, and I'm, I'm, I, you know, if any way I can help him, and he's, he's working on his own project as well. Um, it's called Lapsus. You mm-hmm. know, um, so be on the lookout for that. He, right. he talks about it a lot too, but um, be on the lookout for yeah. that because it's actually pretty. Yeah. Well, pretty, maybe we can get him on, on more to come uh, in the future. Yeah, absolutely. But tell me a little bit about this. I mean, that's one of the things that I like about what you're doing here. I mean, you're working. Uh, we're going to talk about the the, uh, the Kickstarter project, mm-hmm. but the, but I what I encountered when I online is all of the material that you have designed. Mm-hmm. I mean, David does the, the actual comics. Yeah, he does the actual comics. Yeah. He does some and you of the, the, you use the artwork car- as well for the you yeah. know, album covers. But you put in, you you put it all together. I'm, I guess all you guys work together to do that. Yeah. Uh, because there's like, you like, did those homages to the great hip-hop albums uh, for the covers that you did. Yeah, I've been doing that for like, yeah. I've been, and they I'm, all star the characters. Of, of yeah, Pepper like, Funk. yeah, I always had this idea actually because, um, I spoke to my my my, my you know, I I brought I threw the idea to like some friends and family, and this guy I used to talk to. I told him about. It. He said, "No, I don't do that." <laughs> I'm like, "What do you mean, don't do that?" He's like, "Oh, you can get sued." I was like, "Oh, okay." So I just I just it's forgot like, about I'm it. Not, yeah, yeah. No, but then yeah. I couldn't yeah. stop doing it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I actually used to do it myself. Um, I still have this, the old sketches from them. Mm. But um, you know, I always thought it'd be so dope to have my characters doing the poses yeah. from those albums. Yeah. I always had that idea. Like, yeah. I, I thought of that idea back when I could have, I think I was about 20 years old when I thought of that. Yeah. Idea. And it was like back in 06. So, you know, but every time I told, like, I told my cousin, yeah. no, 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 I was like, <laughs> okay, cousin. Yeah. So, so uh, my advice is when someone says no, just go ahead and do it. It's anyway. okay. It's an you're not, homage. You're, you not, can't, you're yes. not committing a murder. You're, yes. You'll be all right. <laughs> it's you'll all be all good. Right. It is an homage. It always was. And yes. I've been doing it for like two years now. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and, the, and what you have is these really terrific graphics. These, these, these classic 
albums, but reimagined using the characters from Teflon. Right. It's and very cool. The funny thing about it, except for maybe like two exceptions, I would say. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed all those album covers or homages from New York rappers only. Yeah, yeah. I, I did, right, it, I did right, it specifically right. like that. I yeah. mean, the only I think the only uh, exception is the the dope days. That's an homage to the gorillas. Yes, you're right. Yes, because people do mention that. Because I show these people, they say, "Oh, gorillas, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah, I, I, you know, me and David love gorillas. Yeah, yeah. We're huge gorillas fans. So yeah, yeah. that was that 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 helped too. And then um, you know the the Ali one, the Ali one we did recently. That was uh well actually she's from Brooklyn but she yeah, was yeah. raised in Detroit so that does count. So, there you yeah. go. <laughs> That's all right. But those <laughs> are like the only exceptions technically. All right. All right. Uh, but the other things you do, there you there's driver's licenses. There's like, um, you know, there, there's album covers. It's an EBC card, huh? It's an EBC card. An EBC card. EBC okay. card. Oh, okay. I, that's that's you know that's the cover from uh, that's the cover from Old Dirty Bastards first time. Oh, uh, okay, okay, right. okay. Actually, it's funny because I was gonna make it out of a, I was gonna make a poster out of it. Ah, uh, oh, like um, the EBT, of course. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, David okay. David did a drawing, and I just designed the whole the whole the, yeah, the whole yeah. card or whatever. And uh, I showed my my uncle's friend or whatever, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make a poster out of it." He's like, "No, don't make a poster out of it. Business cards." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yes." <laughs> and then he goes, then he said, "And make sure you laminate them. Ah, make yes, sure you laminate them to make them look like a real EBT card, like on the album cover." Cool. I was like, "Yo, this is crazy." Yeah. And then. You know, I I got them made, and when I got them in the mail, I ordered like five hundred. They're rare now, by the way. I ordered five hundred. When I got them, I was floored yeah. because um I did the front only. So when mm. he told me to do the uh, business card, I had to make it back. Yeah. So I, I you know I, I, I you know I had to, what I did. I tried to make it as accurate to the back of the album as possible. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know the track list. Instead of putting mm-hmm. the track list, I put the five boroughs. Yeah. Right right, right. 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 Like no. No. It's good. That's it. Yeah. I try to be as clever as possible. <laughs> I try. I try. I try. All right. But what they do, I think, is they really once again they sort of tell the story mm-hmm. or or hint at yes. the story in other ways. Yes. Yes. That yes. that's you know that's that's it. so it's just another way that really I think because you when you when you go online you see your stuff online the comments people are saying oh this is so dope this is so dope where I gotta get this where I'm telling you it just stokes people yeah <laughs> um the fans the craziest ones are the girls <laughs> yeah because you got all these great characters they're all kicking butt they're all like looking like, good they're all like they, yeah yeah they're, they're all for real yeah like when they see this <laughs> they just like get on their knees and start crying it's, it's, it's crazy like um, even when I was at Comic Con you know I didn't have a booth I was just walking around and you know some of the days I didn't have my, te- my Teflon Funk shirt on some you know I'm, I'm weird like that I, you know, I wear I, I, I love my shirts I wear my shirts you know cause you know for a long time you know when I was designing the shirts I had to make sure there's something that I would want to wear yeah you know if I want to wear it like yeah. I want to I want to make shirts that I would love to wear because um you know, I thought people would want to wear them as well too. Anyway, so yeah. I had the shirt on, and then you know I didn't have a booth. They thought I had a booth, and they were like, "Well, where are you? Where are you?" Where are you? I, don't, I don't have a booth. And they said they they would they bumped into me and my cousin because we all, all had our shirts mm-hmm. on, and they're like, "Wait a minute, are you Teflon Funk?" I was like, "Maybe." <laughs> Who are you? And they're like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" I was like, "Oh whoa!" I was like, "Yo, just, just I'm a regular guy, man. Just yeah, well, you know, but you you got you know." You're out there, man. You know that you've been flagged, you know, because of the because of the the whole concept around Teflon Funk. Yeah, I'm so, I'm yeah. surprised that how many people know about it. I, I really am. I was 
So, so let's talk really quickly about uh, the Kickstarter that you ju- that you finished about a couple months ago. Yeah, that was. And then the Kickstarter that you got planned that's coming up. Can you? Yeah, just, oh, you guys you just want to allude yeah, to it. This is the first, like, I guess you could say announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll take it. We like that. We got yeah, to we'll get a scoop. That. Well, let's talk about the first one okay. that we did. We did this back in uh, October, right before mm-hmm. Comic Con. Yeah, did it on purpose. Um. That was for the book, mm-hmm. the first book, just to get it out there, help us get the funding for it, yeah. da, 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 you know, so we could print it. And, um, you know, uh, it was successful. I'm so glad. I was, you know, I was really surprised. You worked it there the last couple of days because yeah. you were on social media, I was nervous, cranking it out. Yeah, I was nervous. But you picked it up. People are still just finding out about the Kickstarter. They say, oh, can I, was, uh, let me see uh, the Kickstarter. Is it still? I was like, dude, you're like three months late. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, but some people they 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 ask if they could you know they wanted to still put it in for the Kickstarter. And I said, all right, yeah, if you sure, I'll, I'll take a note. You know, I'll take your name down and yeah. I'll you know, may, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'll put some pledges up again. I don't know. I'm thinking about it because uh, there's a lot on my plate right now, and you'll know why. You'll know what I mean when I um tell you more. But the Kickstarter was just it's, it's just to get the book out there. The book's mm-hmm. supposed to be finished by um I would say October 2016 mm-hmm. or end. Of and how the much year. money did you raise? We raised, we asked for 15000 we raised 22000 Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, thank you so much. It really humbles me. Like, I, I wasn't expecting that. Honestly, I didn't think I was going to be successful mm-hmm. because I've seen some people with great campaigns and their stuff they didn't even, I'm like, wow. I was a little worried because I was looking yeah. as it was counting down and, you know, you, they, you know, people were giving, but it was still like I had a ways to go. Yeah. But you stepped it up. Yeah. Like, when I woke up, when, when I woke up in the morning, like, of the end of the campaign, like, it just like I was like whoa! Like my phone was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like just, just getting all those notifications, yeah, all, all those notifications, yeah, yeah. like all those chime, 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 all over Twitter. donations. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was a great feeling. It means that all the stuff that I've like it, it, it helped uh, justify that I'm not crazy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that crazy. And, so no, yeah, yeah go, on. go on. No, no, that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's just, uh, and so now, what's the next? So you got to twenty two thousand. You're working on the book. Yes, it, yes. It's tentatively scheduled for the fall. I would say October. We're going for October 2016. Uh-huh. Um, if not, but we're trying to get it by the end of the year. Okay. Um, we're doing our best. We all really right. Are, now, I know all how these things us. go. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the story is already written now. Yeah. I finished writing yeah. the story a long time ago. Yeah. So go, on, go, go to Kickstarter and look at, you can look at his campaign. Yeah, it's, you know, you it's still up it. there. You can, you can see the video. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the video. Yeah. You'll see me talking. So now, now we're talking the animated side of it yeah um people have been hitting us up like crazy asking to do voice acting i was like what are you talking about <laughs> like if we're doing auditions i'm like i i don't know where you got that from yeah uh it's very flattering though i really appreciate the the love like you guys are so into the characters like i just find it so bad baffling how they love these characters so much, but they know so little. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you tell just enough. We know right, just enough right, about the right. characters to want to know more. The, but that's the thing. Like, I learned that from writing. Like, I just, mm-hmm. um, you know, I study movies. I, I'm mm-hmm. always reading. Another piece of advice, you know, reading is very essential. Oh, essential. Yeah. Like, whether it's a mm-hmm. comic book or anything, it's always good to just be mm-hmm. informed on anything you do, any aspect, because... Um, It'll help you get a lot farther. It, it, it improved my writing significantly. It really did. Like, mm-hmm. I rewrote Teflon Funk four times uh-huh. before I got it right. And I'll get, you know, I'll talk about maybe later on down the line, maybe in a few years about the story, like when people find out more about the story. But right now, uh, 
I guess you could say it's official announcement is um, we're going to do another Kickstarter campaign. As soon as the book is finished and everyone gets their rewards, we're going to do a Kickstarter campaign for the animation, the anime series. I'm actually, I'm on Kickstarter right now already putting it together. Like, yeah. The project is already like, you know, you, you, you know when you said start your project, the button. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I already, <laughs> I'm already started doing the templates for it and everything. I already have some ideas for mm-hmm. the rewards. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like change up the rewards a bit. Um, I'm thinking maybe some action figures or mm-hmm. statues. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I thought of this like two years ago. Okay. Yeah, so right. I'm way ahead of you guys. Anyway. All right. All right. All right. So we're looking to do anime. And I, I'm somebody who has, I've got t-shirts, I've got the, I've got the hoodie. Oh, I give so, him so much stuff. It's so I've got, and he, and he brought a, he brought a bag of swag over here too. Yeah, so some friends. I'm you. Oh, actually, uh, the prints that I gave you, I'm, I'm going to put them up on the store. Cool. Uh, soon. So I'm, other people can have some too. Yeah, I have, I have a lot left. I have a whole lot that I, I, I want right. to give out. I think people will love them. But uh, back to what I was saying, um, yeah. the Kickstarter campaign is going to be for the anime, an anime pilot. Um, we're trying to do like a seven to eleven minute anime pilot. Um, like I said, we're going to launch it like as soon as you know we finish up the book. Um, so you know, I'm planning. The, I'm in the early stages of yeah. planning, like mapping everything out. You know, the funding and whatnot because. Um, it's gonna need. We're gonna need a lot. We're gonna need a whole lot more this time. I know. I know it's asking for a lot, but we're gonna need a whole lot more. Like we're in talks with an anime studio right now, mm-hmm. uh, JM Animation out in South Korea. Um, for those who are into, you know, into animation and whatnot, um, it's the studio that worked on Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, they worked on The Boondock Season Three. Um, they worked on a few other animes as well too. They worked on Fairy Tale. Mm-hmm. They worked on Basquash and a couple of. They worked on Fist of the North Star. Mm-hmm. They worked on quite a few anime series. So um, although they're a Korean studio, they have worked on animes. So mm-hmm. yeah. don't get it twisted <laughs> at all. <laughs> and they're an incredible studio. So we've uh, we've been. I mean, I've been in talks with them, and you know, I told David about it. You know, he's seen the emails. I've been talking. Mm-hmm. To him. I've been talking to him for about about a year now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I first had a Skype conversation with them when I was out in Tokyo. Right after I was at, you know, mm-hmm. I was at uh, Gonzo Animation last year. Uh, oh yeah, I was at Gonzo Animation. Yeah, yeah, last that's year. another. That's <laughs> and, another. Um, yeah, they're great. Top, they're great. They gave me some great studio, advice. Yeah. Right, they gave me some great advice though. They really yeah. did. And the, the irony behind it was that as soon as like the very next day, I was uh, skyping with Jam Animation, and they said they loved the concept. They were they fell in love with it. They want to, you know, they want they really want to get into. They want to work on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been back and forth with them right now. So right now we're just working on, um, we're going to have like an, we're going to have an animated teaser mm-hmm. to have on the campaign. Okay. So when I mean teaser, it's going to be kind of like an opening slash teaser of what it could look like. Yeah. Because me and David were talking and, and Nicholas as well too. Um, we were talking about like, he said, yo, we got to have like, we really should have like a teaser for the Kickstarter campaign for the animation, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, no, like just a short, nothing crazy, but just something short. So, um, you know, I hit them up, and right now we're we're working on like people I've seen from even posting up character sheets of the uh, of you know for the, for the anime. People yeah, have yeah. already seen it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so they already have an like they have an idea. Like they know, they know, yeah. they know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie anymore. They yeah, know, yeah. They, <laughs> I'm not gonna hide it. I can't hide it. But yeah, so we're in talks to them right now. Um, we're in, we're in pre-production for that opening, um, but don't get your hopes up. It's not gonna you're not you guys not gonna see it until we launch a campaign. Yeah, okay. Just letting you know. But um, <laughs> something I'm funding, to look forward to. Yeah, I'm funding that on my own. Uh, I'm funding that whole thing on my own. 
it's yeah, it's a pretty penny. I don't even want to talk about it. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. I mean, I asked you about this early on. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Are people getting paid? And you're you, you know you funded you funded yourself and yeah, uh, I'm funding everything by myself. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. you're getting it done. I'm, I'm not. I'm just, oh, well, and uh, well, this is where uh, Kickstarter comes in. The yeah, guys will provide you with some yeah. additional funding. I mean, I don't know if I should give you guys a ballpark number. Maybe I should to give you a heads up of how much it's going to require. Um, I would say at least 150000 okay. for the 7 to 11 minute animation. And the more we get, obviously, the longer it can be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, Urban's did it. You know, uh, 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 shout out to Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave me some great advice too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so did um, so did Cannon Busters. Uh, shout out to LaShawn Thomas as well. If they could do it, I can do it. Right. I mean, I know I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? They could do it, I could do it. So, uh, you know, when I see their campaigns and how much they did it, I'm like, yeah, I, I think I, I, I got this. People are, they're clamoring for me for this stuff. So, I have to, I have to just dive in. I have to dive in. Well, this is, we're getting, we're getting down to really the, uh, the end of our time. But look, um, I just want to say, look, I, you know, like I said, I kind of stumbled onto Teflon Funk and I got the fever too. Uh, just your whole conception, the way you use New York. Uh, all your influences. This is it's really fun. It's just like a really. Uh, a, and then when I learned the background too, I'm really into it. So uh, look, I'm just you know I just want to do my lose my little part to offer you some support. You're doing all the heavy lifting, but good luck yes, to you. Yes, I am. We're I am. we're part of Teflon Funk Nation. We can't wait to see the book. Well, honestly, you're the first outlet that contacted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke about this before. Uh, you know when he, when you contacted me. It was the day after I launched the website. Yeah. Huh. So you were first. You were first in line, and yeah. I'm. And when I found out, I was like, "Wait a minute! You're from Publishers Weekly? Like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, I was losing my mind because I didn't get the email until like late that day, you know. And I and I showed my cousin. He was like, "Nice!" My, my cousin. <laughs> like he was like, "Nice!" With like, like five exclamation points. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, so, I'm not the only one. Rob Salkowitz over at Forbes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. You know, did a piece about you. And, oh, I've got to put up with the guy. The other guy that's doing the Mantange. Oh, the guy that, that does what the other that? animated. Oh, I'm really embarrassed. I really... What anime? What anime? Uh, he, he's another uh, guy that was in that Forbes article... Oh, that, uh, Montemaggi? Yeah, Montemaggi. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. You, the legend you of Montemaggi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 that, yeah. Yes, yeah. I apologies for mangling the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, good friend of mine, writes for Forbes, yeah, writes for pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did that. He did that. He also did a. Um, he also um, uh, included the other. Um, Concrete Park. Concrete Park, mm-hmm. also in it. So mm-hmm. it was really a look at really interesting new projects during yeah, the works I was, right now. I was so flattered. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was on Forbes. Yeah. Sure. There you go. But look, we're running out of time, but I, I think it's great. I think you got a really chance to get maybe a few more people knowing about Teflon Funk. So, uh, Stefan, thank you so much for being on More to Come. Thank you so much. All I have to say is if you haven't you know heard of Teflon Funk, just check out Teflon Funk. Teflonfunk.com. That's Teflon with a P-H-T-E-P-H-L-O-N-F-U-N-K.com. We're on Instagram, Teflon Funk. We're on Facebook, Teflon Funk. We're on Twitter, Teflon Funk. It's the same all across. So we're not hard to find. You can Google us. We're all over the place. All right. So check it out. Anyway, terrific. Thank you.